Let's sit. Let's learn. Let's evolve. Let's talk. No more whispering in our minds. Today you're listening to Let's Talk Black Knowing, a show that honours the intellectual sovereignty of black fellows and amplifies the power of black knowledge. And in this, the 20th year of Let's Talk, this is your host, Professor Chelsea Wadigo and Dr. David Singer. Longest intro. Good morning, David. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to Let's Talk Black Knowing. We're live again this morning. Uh, But before we get into it, on behalf of both David the Settler Singh and I, we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which we're recording from this morning and the land on which you're listening from wherever that may be. Monday morning live, David. Mm. Yes. Um, listeners will be reassured to note that I'm actually close up to the microphone <laughs> this week. Um, it always makes me laugh, you know, when, when mob declare land back and there's always a racist troll that says, well, what will you do without the iPhone? Well, this settler can't even work with the headphones or the mic, oh, right? So bless you. <laughs> <laughs> now, we've got a show this morning. Uh, with live, we never know where we're going to go. Mm. And uh, Monday mornings, we never know if we're going to get to the studio on time. But here we are. We made it. <laughs> We made it. And look, if you've just um, joined us this year um, or those who have listened last year, um, our segment uh, is Black Knowing. And uh, I thought we'd just yarn a little bit about the context, the reasoning for why Black Knowing and where that comes from. And look, I often get in trouble for like... um, like calling stuff out or, you know, cast as a caricature for just like... Um, having a go at people, but what gets me wild and what gets me um, why I'm forced to say some things sometimes is this idea of the intellectual inferiority of blackfellas. And in my personal life and my professional life, you know, it's not something that's unfamiliar to me and in engaging in educational institutions from the very start to in higher ed, even as a professor, um, this insistence that um, I can't know or I'm not a proper knower or all that kind of nonsense. And, you know, as we try and bring blackfellas into the academy, there's not one conversation that hasn't involved having to attend to that inner dialogue in the minds of blackfellas or feeling intellectually inferior. And um, so when I speak out about stuff, often it's because of the violence of that ideology that is inflicted upon us everywhere, anywhere, mm. all the time. Mm. And, um, yeah, so in, in terms of Kurumba Institute at QUT mm. where we both um, work, our, our mantra, I guess, our, our, what holds us is the idea of advancing black knowing mm. and the belief in um, the intellectual capabilities of black fellas. In fact, a belief in the power mm. of black knowing. Mm. Yeah, it's not. It's not simply a case of catching up. Um, mm. It is um, no capacity building projects here, yeah. people. No, it's it's a recognition that in fact, uh, black knowing is in many ways far in advance. Yep. Of uh, Western knowing, especially with regards to this place. 
Um, and when students, uh, prospective or otherwise, come to the Kurumba Institute, we spend a great deal of time reminding them of their own intellectual power. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I remember I had a uh, yarn with Uncle Poi Pensio on the Yumi project where we were working on. And, um, you know, it was a Zoom meeting and we're doing the usual introductions, you know, and how you're feeling and stuff. And he said, his, his answer to that was, um, my, my mind is where my heart is and my heart is where my home is. And to me, that just captured the power of black knowing and was a fierce reminder that black knowing is not the exclusive domain of those uh, who exist in the academy. It's anywhere and everywhere. So with our show, we will be speaking to scholars um, uh, that may uh, have have a position Mm -hmm. in the academy but we're speaking to black knowers anywhere and everywhere and to the power of black knowing wherever it exists mm. as part of this. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And uh, as a settler who kind of has encounters with black knowing every day, um, I'm so enriched. Um, the idea that the Western Academy uh, is at the zenith of uh, human knowing is a nonsense. We know this. Uh, but a great deal of work has to go into deconstructing and then challenging that position, and our black students do that every day. Yep. And I guess this is part of one of the reasons why I'm a bit wild about uh, this chastising of blackfellas and our use of the Aboriginal flag in this moment because much of the argument is that we just don't understand. We don't understand the complexities Mm. of it all. And it's it's just a product of social media um, and we've been naively influenced um, by some dark forces, David. Mm, right. <laughs> Someone actually uses the term dark. But uh, uh, so we're going to we're going to go back to this thing because I got a I got a um, uh, media request on Friday afternoon and it was from uh, a media outlet who sent me this email. And I might read from it. Mm-hmm. I won't say the journalist or the, the outlet because I have enough legal cases on my hands. Mm-hmm. But uh, it goes something like this. I'm reading it word for word. I'm writing for Monday's paper about Nova Paris launching a social media campaign claiming the Aboriginal flag, which she campaigned to free, is being misappropriated by supporters of the Palestine. Direct quote. <laughs> Sorry. The Palestine. The Palestine. Mm-hmm. Um In it, she argues it is a myth to state that Palestinians have suffered at the hands of a settler colonial force in the same way Indigenous Australians do. I'd appreciate your thoughts on the matter. And yes, David, I did have some thoughts on the matter, (laughs) in case you were wondering. Um, Yeah, so I I did uh, respond. Mm -hmm. I mean, I responded because I'm sick of... um, I'm sick of... Well, you know, I'm, I'm really wild at the fact that people are coming after Palestinians over our flag when it's blackfellas carrying both these flags. Mm. And surely their mob got enough to deal with than to have to answer these silly media inquiries and these ridiculous claims. Mm. Like, mm. you'd think right. people have something better to do with their time mm. than to go, oh, let's let's just... Mm. 
Anyway, so I did respond and I, I referred the journalist to the theorising of blackfellas, which was on display on the 26th of January, reported nationally, internationally, mm. how blackfellas had expressed why we were in solidarity with. It wasn't just slogans and catchphrases. And, mm. of course, we played Dr Amy McGuire's speech last mm. week. I referred them to the numerous uh, articles that have been written, uh, the symposium, uh, that there, this has been well thought out, <laughs> that it's not a new thing, that it has a long tradition, this black Palestinian solidarity. Um, so I, yeah, tried to come back with some evidence base, did not get a response, so we'll see where it gets in the papers today. Mm. But... And, you know, I mean, it's a given. Solidarity is reciprocal, right? It's two-way. Mm. And to come after Palestinian organisers uh, over the use of the flag is disingenuous. Um, we play time and time again speeches, extracts, excerpts of black fellows who are articulating solidarity in this moment. And I've also recognised, for someone who's a person of colour, that formation, that uh, solidarity has been an inspiration. Yep. And it breaks the mould of liberal multiculturalism, mm. which frankly <clears throat> has got nowhere. And we'll come back to this, I'm sure, uh, with another topic later uh, on. I mean, there's, a, there's a very clear um, expression of what solidarity is and there's a very clear um, articulation of the machinery of settler colonialism. Mm. Like, mm. And, you know, Amy t spoke about it last week, about um, how it tries to make itself invisible. Mm. And what this moment is, is making visible... Mm the violence of that machinery in the most explicit of ways mm. of which we can trace connections here mm. and we understand it. Mm. Um, but can can we get to the group chat, David? <laughs> Let's go there. <laughs> oh, goodness me. Look, I love a group chat. Well, I have a love-hate <laughs> relationship with group chats. Right. I don't like work group chats. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll be honest. I like gossip group chats. Uh, i.e. black group chats. Uh, the work group chats I'm not the best member of, I'll be honest. I, I'm in a group chat where there are like a million notifications and they're all doing work mm -hmm. on the WhatsApp group chat and um, I'm still in it because I believe in and I'm part of it. Mm. I can't say I'm in any group chats that I don't want to be associated with, mm. just as a disclaimer. Mm. And there are group chats that I have left. Mm-hmm. Uh, chose not to participate in because I wasn't feeling the vibe, and so. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah I I do like a group chat. Mm. Um, mm. I'm not in many, right? So I must be doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and when I am in one, um, I actively take part. I don't think you can be a bystander. You give in readings group in group chat, David. Oh yeah, I do. Um, I dispense readings, but that's about you don't give receipts. Uh, yeah. I love group chat members that come with the screenshots, mm. who uh, you know bring the receipts. Um, I like group chats for fun, not for work. If it's work, send me an email, mm. and you might get a response. But yeah, don't be sending me work on, on a group <laughs> chat. I haven't got the time. But there is a group chat. Um, mm. That has, uh, how do you just say? Been leaked. It's been leaked mm. by someone. Mm -hmm. It's a long, a long, it's a big read. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about doing the readings. Mm. Have you had a look at it? I've tried to. Uh, my phone couldn't cope. Mm. Um, <laughs> so I gave up. It's significant. It's extensive. Okay, for our listeners, can you explain what mm. it was? 
Um, it seems to be a group chat that's come out of um, predominantly NAM, would you say? I don't know. Then there's, and it's creative. I haven't gone through the 600 uh, names. Oh. I, I, you know, I, some are very familiar, but yeah. Academics, so-called creatives. It's uh, the academics and artists, artists, as it turns out. Right, the artists, um, uh, largely in sympathy with the Zionist cause who have actually set out, I guess, to undermine uh, Palestinians uh, who are organising against the genocide unfolding in Gaza. Uh, is that about the sum of it? I think uh, so. Mm. Um, and I'd encourage you to look at um, Matt Chun's Substack mm. Insta for a really, really, um, you know, insightful explanation of this group chat, its function mm. and how we should be thinking about it. And we'll come back to Matt. Um, but I want to read you. So I treated the group chat. I got, I got sent it and, yes... Uh, I had to turn it into a Word document so I could... Look, I treated the group chat like I treat treat a wrap. I do the word search and because we haven't got the time to read all of it, Mm. but I just wanted to know on behalf of blackfellas, what were they saying about us? Mm. And um, so for my people, I have some of the the greatest hits Mm. from the group chat about Mm. the black people. You want me to start? Proceed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, this one comes from Hannah. This one got around a fair bit on on social media. Hannah says, I think we need to do more projects with Aboriginal artists and build more connections. These types of assertions and attitudes can only grow in the dark. So the more work we do, the more people will hopefully see a different view. Mm, Grow in the dark? Mm. Oh, wow. (laughs) The dark's figuring large in this discussion, right? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Okay. So there is this sentiment in the group chat that black fellas just don't understand. Mm. Um, and there's evil Palestinians have, like, mm. uh, been working in the dark mm. uh, to cultivate these relationships, to weaponise them in this moment right mm. now. Yeah. My favourite had to be uh, from Andrew. Mm. Now, Andrew, um, what was it? Oh, wait there. Is it Andrew? Yes, it's Andrew. Oh, okay, where is it? Hmm, here we go. Andrew says, just a reflection on what seems to be a deep challenge. Palestinian advocacy groups have been involved for decades in a form of grooming, for want of a better term, in academic spaces, union movements, media, arts, progressive spaces, including Indigenous organisations, lowercase i, by the way, thanks, Andrew, LGBTQ, BLM and more broadly, well-intentioned, quotation marks, average folk. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. The common people. (laughs) (laughs) In each of these spaces, a tailored approach has been taken. I'm... Oh... Andrew. (laughs) Did I hear that right? Grooming? Yes. The natives have been groomed. Whoa. This (laughs) this infantilisation, right? Mm, Right. Uh, Blackfellas, children insensible to Mm. what they're getting involved in. Can this get any more racist? Uh, Well, I've got some more, David. (laughs) (laughs) 
Carol, Carol chimes in. There is something like psychological transference going on here in Australia where decolonisation, in quotation marks again, because it's not real, has become a banner under which those seeking to be on the right side of history, again, quotation marks, must assemble. In truth, progressives were divided over the referendum. Some very staunch people I know voted against it, believing that it did not go far enough. Those of us who campaigned for a yes vote feel we failed. There is a lot of shame, anger and disappointment. We have not been able to decolonise our own country, so let's locate the problem elsewhere. Ooh. That explains it all, Carol. Bit of theorising from Carol there. (laughs) Thank you, Carol. Bit of stretching from Carol there. (laughs) Wow. So because the referendum failed, we decided we'll, like, try and decolonise somewhere else. Right. I love how she says our own country, and that's not in quotation marks, though. Whose country, Carol? (laughs) (laughs) Carol. Um, yeah, and we've, we have been accused of that there's been this conflation of campaigns such as climate change and co-opting of specific materials and sometimes the entirety or from the land back Indigenous rights and the black liberation movements. That's from Anna Lee. Mm. Goodness me. They're trotting out all the colonial tropes, Yeah. Right? And someone who wasn't in the group chat that did the same um, and perhaps was a bit wild they weren't in the group chat, can we introduce uh, what's Dr Alana Lenton? Because, I mean, we're laughing at this, but apparently on Twitter yesterday, um, those there were some of us accused of uh, um, expressing glee at the WhatsApp group. So Alana tweets yesterday, much as I'm critical of the Zionist WhatsApp group, I'm also worried by the glee it is unleashing. When I opened the New for Palestine edition of Ev magazine, I read their useful reminder that too much focus on the Israel lobby takes attention off what's really at stake. Mm. Right. Well, observing the Palestinian commentary on this leaked group chat, I glee is not how I'd characterise it. Um, they're deadly serious. They have long long argued that there was a group, a shadowy group, that were undermining the efforts of uh, Palestinians here. Um, and in this moment when we should be affirming their take on this, uh, on this particular situation um, and um, recognising the validation of the arguments that they made all these years, we're correcting them? I mean, to invoke another wise white woman, uh, I, will be not lect- I will not be lectured by anything by that woman. And I'm really over it. You know, it's one thing to lecture blackfellas about how to understand sovereignty and it's another to tell us how we should respond to things that involve us. Mm. Like, Mm. because the tone of that tweet is not dissimilar to the tone of what's in that WhatsApp group chat. Mm. Like, come on now. Mm. Mm. And you can see... You know, I've got more... more oh, God. I've got more group chat stuff. <laughs> Sorry, Carrie. I digress. I digress. But, again, this, these, these positions people take up with when you scratch beneath the surface says we just don't know better. Mm. Best believe we're going to call it out. Mm. And you can cast us as whatever you like. Cast us as violent. Mm. 
But if you're going to come up there and call us out or tell us how to behave, then of course we're going to speak back to it. Mm. So I'm not going to hear about this whole oh, violence nonsense. No, own mm. your own violence mm. and maybe stop it. Just stop it. Mm. Maybe you could learn something from the black and brown folk here. Mm. Those that are even supposed to be your so-called peers. Mm. <clears throat> okay, can we go to Annette? Is this the same Annette? Oh, Annette may feature a few times. Let's go to Annette. Annette, um, Annette's the real victim in all of this in the group chat. Annette writes, I was just disciplined for making a comment on LinkedIn saying I wasn't being supported at work from, by my department, which I wasn't. I was commenting on a LinkedIn article about living a double life, one at work and the one we're experiencing in our personal lives. I think that someone posted on this thread. It was a great article I totally related to. We do have a social media policy not to make comments publicly like this. But I feel I can't win, exclamation mark. All the support for the supposed diverse, quotation marks, staff, seems to include everyone except Jews. They asked me to remove my comment, which I did immediately. Since my post, they've decided to get in touch with the rabbi to offer me some support, which is very sweet of them, laughing face. All these years of my service to the Commonwealth Government, I hate to say it, but if I was Indigenous, gay, trans or neurodiverse, they would have immediately, they would have helped me immediately, exclamation marks. Any tips before I go back to them and writing about this incident? It has shaken me to the core. Oh, Annette, you hated to say it, but you said it anyway. <laughs> Wow. Where'd you begin with that? Ah, oh, look, I don't know. Jeez. Um, right. So I'm blessed with several advantages that Annette uh, hasn't been. Uh, and in this moment, my voice is being heard and Annette's isn't. Um, right. Um, I mean, <clears throat> as an Indigenous person, I have never had anyone complain about my social media presence. I have never experienced any professional discipline around my social media presence. I would not know what that feels like. Mm. Wow. Mm. Wow. They're really venting in this group chat, right? Um, it's the oppression, David. Yeah, right. The oppression. The oppression is real. The oppression is real. Wow. I mean, I loved all these years of my service to the Commonwealth Government. Right. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> wow. What do you get? But also oh, lols LinkedIn. After... <laughs> Who's using it? <laughs> like, LinkedIn has to be the most conservative social media yep. platform. Ugh. Wow. <laughs> but clearly people have something to say uh, in this moment. Mm -hmm. Um and they're and being silenced, David. Yeah, they're being silenced. And they formed a group to work at how they can silence other people. <laughs> that works, right? <laughs> I mean, the, the, we laugh oh. about it, but the scary part is members of this group have positions of power mm. in the arts, in mm. the academy, so have the ability to do something with this. And, in fact, they're coordinating mm. a whole range of um, strategies to silence commentary on social media, to punish people. Um, and a lot of us have stories of having um, experienced certain things where uh, relationships severed, opportunities denied, 
things changed in this moment. Mm. Like, mm. Mm. and I mean, many of them profess to be, you know, uh, advocates for social justice. Um, and never has it been clearer to me this idea of progressive except Palestine um, oh, wow, in, this, yeah. in this in this moment. Uh, many claim to be anti-racist, indeed, have celebrated work that we've been involved in, and and yet and yet they're a part of this group. Some claim they were merely bystanders, and there's a move to innocence mm. uh, as they seek to explain themselves. But did anyone disrupt the flow of this kind of dialogue, this discourse? Um, did anyone step away? Did anyone openly challenge what was being said? I'm not sure. Well, look, um, someone a little bit further around uh, their commentary about blackfellas. Not only were we intellectually inferior, um, children being groomed, some people had some things to say about our Aboriginality as well and the legitimacy of it. So let me go to um, Joshua. Joshua says... I've noticed a divide between younger Indigenous, again, lowercase i, Mm. younger Indigenous folks from urban areas and those that live on country and in community. we're going there. (laughs) Right. Wow. (laughs) Not sounding coloniser at all. Those urban blacks who aren't really black. Um, Also, by the way, just Aboriginally 101, if you live in a city, it doesn't matter how much concrete is there, it's still country. (laughs) It's still country. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. You sure? You have the iPhone. <laughs> Look, Andrew, oh, sorry, Andrew, Joshua has more to say. Many of the, any quotation marks, Zionists are colonisers people are from the city who weaponise their Indigenous heritage to make a political point. However, don't necessarily reflect the mainstream views of the communities they are or claim to be from. Claim. That was in there. Joshua now knows who's Aboriginal and who's not. On you, Joshua. And wait, there's an Aboriginal best friend. Are you ready for it? An Indigenous acquaintance told me that people on country have a word for this. I can't remember what it is in brackets. For people who relate to their ancestry through DNA but not through practising culture. I couldn't help but notice a parallel with many anti-Zionist Jews who weaponise their Jewish heritage but have little to no connection to the broader Jewish community and ongoing cultural practices of mainstream Judaism. Wow, those self-hating Jews, right? Oh, my goodness me. <sighs> he could not help but notice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow, insightful. I mean, they aren't really black after all, David. <laughs> An Indigenous acquaintance of his. Um, And he was about to use language, but fortunately... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was relieved it wasn't an Indigenous elder. It was an acquaintance um, or best friend, yeah. Uh, But, yeah. um, Mm. Wow. I have a feeling that the Indigenous acquaintance probably Nova Paris because in the group chat they actually share a letter... Mm. from Nova to one of them because they've written... because So Langton's article and Nova's um, article featured in the group chat as well mm. to kind of you know, vindicate them. And um, so someone wrote to Nova and Nova replied and that response then was circulated in the group chat. I can't read it. Um, yeah, I, uh, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's long. Mm. Um, 
But, yeah, I guess when you have an Indigenous acquaintance like that, um, mm. you can erase all the other blackfellas in the country that they come from. <clears throat> I, you know, I mean, my, t- my take... In what universe can you claim to be an anti-racist and yet deny an unfolding genocide, which is racially motivated. Tell me how that works. Well over 25,000 people have been murdered, 70% of whom are women and children. And this is your position in this moment? I love how we've been lectured about there's nothing in common between here and there while deploying the same racial violence. Mm. That Yes. Like... Mm. <laughs> make that make sense. Make that make sense. <laughs> now, um... Evelyn um, was also named in this group chat mm. um, and because of her role with Overland mm. publication um, and um, they say that a respected young Indigenous voice such as Evelyn Aron is allied with and promoting these views is given automatic credence by virtue of her authority as an Indigenous person. A misuse, misguided at best, of this authority misguided and misused right so once again there they she's go, misused her the authority of her indigeneity <laughs> how dare she is there a playbook i'm missing for <laughs> indigeneity right now <laughs> i mean who do you think you are in this place being the authority on who is black and who's not mm. Like, mm. with no sense of shame about it. Mm. And no one's in that group chat because when I look for Indigenous and Aboriginal and watch a little conversation, no one's saying, hey, probably not cool. Or maybe we've gone too far here. Mm. Well, guys, I know we're like feeling a, in our mm. feels at the moment, but maybe we shouldn't be, like, mm. treating blackfellas like that. Mm. <clears throat> no. I'm also curious because there were lots of deleted... Um, posts by admin in the group chat. I mean, if this is what was kept, oh. what was deleted, yeah, David? Cl- clearly all bets were off, right? Mm. And they vented. <clears throat> and admin had to step in. And, you know, there are some academics in that group chat who have published works about Indigenous peoples and been the authority on di- Indigenous peoples. Mm. Why were they silent mm. when these... Comments were being made, right? These white anthropologists who have published and made careers on uh, being the experts on our culture mm. had nothing to say in this group chat about mm. any of this. Mm. Mm. And if you're a black fellas working with these ones, you need to stop. Mm. Mm. Yep. Oh, can we go to um, Matt Chun? Matt Chun oh, features yep. in this. This is hilarious because... <clears throat> so Matt Chun, for our listeners... Um, he illustrated Dr. Amy Maguire's children's book, Daybreak, award-winning book, mm. must read. You need to go out and buy it. Daybreak. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story for our kids, for all kids. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Joshua, I think it's the same Joshua. Joshua says he's the worst He's... I'm just imagining Joshua as he was typing that out. He sneaks kefirs into his children's book illustrations. Like why? Like why? Now, 
He didn't sneak it in. If you know anything about Dr. Amy Maguire, she has long stood in solidarity with the Palestinian people. Mm. But the way he says he sneaks it in as though the author, and he doesn't name the author of the book. Mm. So Amy's not in this group chat. Mm. But her book features, again, an unknowing subject in which mm. this evil illustrator, <laughs> grooming those Aboriginal children, <laughs> um, has snuck a scarf into the book mm. um, unbeknownst to her. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I remember when the... Um, book come out and Amy, well, Amy showed me the book mm. and illustrations and that was one of the images she was really proud of. She was proud, yeah. Like, oh. Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the same Joshua as before? Haven't we mentioned Joshua before? Yeah, Joshua's, oh. Joshua's feature. He's, He's the one on that's fire, the, right? the, the urban blacks. Right, that's Yeah, it. I guess that's why he raised Amy because she doesn't exist. Mm. Um, and then Anna Lee comes in. What is the Sunday paper? I love the indignation. I know. It's like, question mark. Um, Anitas writes, yeah, while he illustrates Australian wildlife and claims that culture shouldn't be appropriated, perhaps he should hand his job over to Indigenous artists and change his name. Change his name? Sorry, am I missing? What? Apparently he's, na- he's had a name change or something. Okay. So he's changed his, should change his name back. Oh, okay. And um, there was another line, all over Matt Chun since day one. That's a hashtag. <laughs> Not to have too much glee, Alana, but <laughs> all over Matt Chun since day one. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> wow. And once again, this idea that somehow he imposed himself as an illustrator on that book mm. without, <laughs> without Amy's permission. And again, this is the commentary between artists and academics. Mm. This isn't random trolls mm. on Twitter or X or whatever with their nonsense. These are people in positions of power, mm. boasting about their power and influence in this group chat of how they're going to go for people. Mm. Here in this place. Mm. So, of course, we should be saying something about it. It has material consequences mm. for so many people here. For people's livelihoods, right? For their emotional well-being. Let's see if our efforts are misdirected. What nonsense. Mm. Is that it for my group chat stuff? Oh, is there more? So much more. It, look, it's worth a read, um, those of us who have access to it. Mm. And, um, of course, we should be doing something about it. Mm. And I think the, the takes on the, on the group chats uh, read how mob have reacted and Palestinians in particular... And for those of us who are in neither of those uh, groups, avoid commentary. Just simply like uh, when comments are made on social media. Uh, We don't need to be saying anything at this point. We're not directly affected. Although they did target POC, but they didn't target me. Shame. Hmm. (laughs) Oh, we got to mention on Twitter. I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, But this idea that in um, calling out this behaviour, responding to it is that, you know, we're... takes attention of what's really at stake. Mm. It's part of it. Mm. I mean, that's why this group chat has formed. That's why they're working overtime Mm. to influence how people are thinking. Mm. I mean, this is the the power of black knowing, the Mm. importance of it. Mm. I just... Mm. And and again, that's from an academic saying... (laughs) Yeah. It's separate from. Mm. The way in which people think about a particular situation is Mm. separate from... The violence that yeah. is rationalised, mm. like yeah, 
Um, yeah, no, we, there was a Zionist on Twitter the other week who uh, had an issue with uh, us. Oh, him. Him, yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, I think there was you, me and Liz. Oh, sorry, uh, Chelsea Wadigo et al. Uh, <laughs> and this sing bloke. And this sing bloke, very dangerous. And uh, we're accused of being agitators and they're causing a race war. <laughs> Joke's on you, lad. I mean, our Twitter handle is literally war on oh, race. race. Um, <laughs> but uh, speaking of our colleague Liz... Mm. I want to. Um, we're going to throw to Dr. Liz Strakosh, who uh, spoke at the rally here in McGangin on the weekend, and here's what Dr. Strakosh had to say with an intro. And thank you, everyone, for coming along today in this heat. You know, this movement is for everyone, for every group demanding justice. We come here from different backgrounds, from different ethnicities, from different professions, different religions, no religion, different sexualities. We come together demanding justice from a system that abandoned us for far too long. It is time to take it down. It is time to make our voices heard in parliament. What it matters. You know, one of our solid allies are members of the Jewish community. We have staunch allies in the Jewish community here in Meganjan. And I'm going to welcome one of our allies, Liz. Thank you so much, Rima, and everyone for welcoming us here today. We want to acknowledge that we're on Aboriginal land acknowledge the sovereignty of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and their ongoing struggle against genocide and settler colonialism in this place and to acknowledge their leadership and solidarity with Palestinian people in the struggle against settler colonialism and genocide over in Palestine. The first time that I spoke at a rally after October 7th here in Mianjin, I felt very isolated. I had to admit that I did not speak for my community as a Jewish person. I did not speak for any organization. But one of the joyful things in the great tragedy of the last 120 days has been the strength um, and solidarity of First Nations people and Palestinian people, um, which has kind of given so many Jewish people strength to speak out too, because it is the least that Jewish people can do in this moment. So I am here to introduce a group that has just formed in this place called Doikate, which is a Jewish anti-Zionist collective that's modelled on Loud Jew Collective and Sedek Collective, which have existed for a long time down south. And we would love to hear from you if you're an anti-Zionist Jew. I would like to read our mission statement that we've written together. We are a collection of anti-Zionist Jews living on unceded Yagara land in Mianjin who have come together to stand in solidarity with Palestine, to express our Jewishness beyond Zionism and to support one another. We welcome all Jewish people who oppose Israeli settler colonialism to our group, however they experience and express their Jewishness. So we reject narrow definitions that centre white, matrilineal and heteronormative ways of being Jewish. 
Doikate is the Yiddish term for hereness. It means struggling in the place that you are. It is a term that's taken from the Bund, which is a Jewish labor organization that existed in the 19th and 20th centuries in Europe, and that was always anti-Zionist. They argued that Jews have a responsibility to struggle for justice and to remake the world in the here and now and in the places they find themselves. So Doiket represents our commitment to cultivating intercommunal solidarity, to centering First Nations sovereignty, and to our primary commitment to be accomplices in the fight against settler colonialism here and in Palestine. We, re we recognise our specific responsibilities as Jewish people in this moment, in whose name Israel claims to be committing this overwhelming, horrific violence. We denounce this genocide in Gaza, and we say, not in our name. And we reject, as I hope more and more of the mainstream Australian population are starting to understand, the conflation of Jewishness and Zionism. These are not the same things. But we also recognise how deeply Zionism has successfully made its home in the Jewish community in this colony. Jewishness existed for millennia before the secular nationalist ideology of Zionism did. There's a rich tradition of Jewish anti-Zionism. It's precisely because of the Jewish experiences of genocide that we refuse to be complicit in the perpetration of another genocide. We believe we honour our ancestors who died in the Holocaust. I believe I honour my ancestors who died in the Holocaust when I speak out for justice and refuse to let their names be used in the mouths of people committing genocide against another people. <laughs> Jewish people know what it means to lose whole family trees, but it doesn't make it okay to commit genocide. It makes it worse. Jewish people know what is at stake and there is a deep responsibility for all Jewish people in this community to take a stance against colonialism in Palestine and against colonialism in this place. In doing so, we believe we find new ways of being in relationship with others in the here and now. Thank you. What, an a, Jewish, what a Jewish acquaintance to have, David. Um, so proud of Liz. Dr. Liz. So proud to stand with her. Mm -hmm. Dr. Liz. Mm. Um, precisely because of the experience of genocide. Mm. Mm. It was it was a much needed corrective, um, and to have such a group here in Mianjin, um, looking forward to dialogues, discussions, um, as a way we can support them. Uh, in this moment, because they'll likely become targets of the self-same people we've been discussing uh, earlier. Absolutely. And we know that, um, you know, solidarity isn't about a social media hashtag. It comes at a cost. Mm. And, you know, I'm going to reserve... Um, I, I'm not going to lecture people who've paid a price for their stance and tell them what the, the, the most appropriate way to be is. Mm. Um, and I think it's shameful uh, that there are those who... Uh, are lecturing blackfellas, um, whether they be blackfellas or uh, settlers, lecturing black and brown people 
um, you know, how to articulate our oppression, how to, uh, you know, exercise our sovereignty and our solidarity. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I'm really... Um, my respect goes to those people who every day are using their voice um, to speak truth to power, um, irrespective of... Consequences. That's us for this week, David. Mm. We'll see you mob next week. Take care. No more whispering in our mind. Let's talk Monday to Friday at 9am on AAA Murray Country, the National Indigenous Radio Service and iHeartRadio. You can catch up on AAA.org.au, proudly supported by the Community Broadcast Foundation.